0: Welcome to Annie's Pink Chair. Today I have a really very VIP, favored VIP guest, and (laughs) she's actually an old friend of mine. She's also a mentor, a pastor, my friend Denise Goulet, the founder of ICLV Church and Worth Fighting For. Denise! Yes! I'm so it's glad so you're to here, be here today. Yes! yes I've been waiting been... for this forever. Like, seriously, yes. when I first started doing this, I was like, you have to come on the show. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because, of course, you know, your story is absolutely incredible, but also I've just known you for so long. Like, how many years have we known each other? Mm-hmm.
1: Over 20 years, I would say. Has it been 20 years? Y- well, I, I've been in Vegas for 28. And my husband and I came and took this church. We, we actually weren't the founders. We, we took this church that was like five years old. You have a little bit of an accent, tiny, yes. tiny accent. Tell yeah. me about that accent. I am French Canadian. Yes, okay. Full, I know, love it. Like, and you speak yeah. full French? That's my first language. Right, right. And my whole family is still in Canada. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I would not even consider to, you know, to have lost my French all these years being away from uh, canada right so yeah i'm first of all french canadian so. and you
0: guys, you both you, and your your husband's just amazing and and yes. he's just an incredible encourager he's mm-hmm. always smiling when he talks
1: yes it's
0: true so but why did both you and him come to las vegas 28 years ago what drew you here
1: well we were uh my husband was a one of the pastors at a big church in sacramento mm-hmm. but he was also a founder of a uh, like a counseling center he has a master's degree in pastoral counseling so he um, he went to the Philippines at one mm-hmm. point. They asked him to come and train uh, pastors and uh, leaders in the, in a church in how to bring restoration in, in pastors that would fall or right. you know into immorality or anything that actually would trip them up you know and, and hurt them. So he went there, and when he was walking in the streets of the Philippines, he saw people in the, living in boxes. The wow. poverty. Right. And at the time. Paul was uh, teaching like a Sunday school class. There was like 450 people. He had a radio show, a wellness center. He was doing a lot of really good things, but he said, Lord, I'll do whatever, whatever you want me to do to, to try to help um, people that are in such poverty or hurting so badly. And so on his way back to Sacramento, he heard the Lord saying that you will be the pastor at this little church that we knew about called West Valley Assembly at the time.
0: In Las
1: Vegas. Yeah. And he said, wait, that must be the devil. Yeah. That's (laughs) in the middle of the desert. Yeah. Sin City. (laughs) Telling us going from a big, beautiful church. Everything's awesome. Everybody seemed to be perfect, but we all know that that's not true. Um, And he says, I can't believe that that would be God. And then when we got, when he got home though, Robert Douglas, who Mm -hmm. was the pastor of West Valley Mm -hmm. Assembly, called him and said, hey, I'm leaving the church. And uh, the Lord showed me your face as the one Whoa. who was to take the, the Yeah, the so it was a
0: prophetic unction from yeah. him and your husband. Like God It, ha- it really would have had to, to have been.
1: Wow. Because I, didn't I never know that thought story. I would end up in Vegas. See, you know? I'm glad
0: you're here today because I had no idea about that, how you yeah. saw his face. And mm-hmm. then you guys moved to Vegas now. You yeah. have such a unique story
1: mm-hmm. because
0: you are so anointed. You're prophetic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you've called me prophetic and you've always, you've pulled out great things inside mm-hmm. my life. And, and, uh, when you got here, what state were you in? Like, were you ready mm-hmm. to serve Vegas or <laughs> yeah. not?
1: So when I got here, I was about 32 years old. Mm-hmm. So Young um, girl. <laughs> I was I, like, seriously, I didn't know who I was. I was a mom of three, three children, awesome kids. And, um, I, I, I had a, I had like a. It's almost like a secret that was, you know, in, inside of me, but was very much not a secret in my little family there. It's so I was a pretty frustrated woman. Mm-hmm. And I had like a problem with anger, like not not at all physical abuse or whatever, right. but more like perfectionism. Like right. if things weren't perfect, my kids and all that, I was a control and all that. I was kind of like a control freak. Um, and I can so, so relate to that. Mm-hmm, <laughs> and so, at one point, when we first moved here, I didn't want to be a pastor's mm-hmm. wife because I always thought
0: boxed, right? <laughs> <laughs>
1: you have to be a certain so way. I thought that <laughs> pastor's wife because I was an athlete when I married my husband, and he you brought got me nice to the guns, Lord girl, and hey. all that. <laughs> Trying to hold on to those right. <laughs> at sixty, but I. Um, yeah, I didn't know who I was because uh, looking at pastors' wives and that, and all all that in the church, the women in the church, there was no athletes first of all, and I always thought that the pastors. I mean, wife that's were not a normal unhappy. There's no athletes here. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't identify with a lot of. Right. Yeah, coming from a Catholic background, you know, right. so you didn't have the family. Uh, like the pastor, the the priest's not married and all mm-hmm. that. So who do you identify to? So, but the pastor's wife, and it's interesting how they they I, they they watch the pastor's wife. They'll judge her they'll, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the plumber's wife, we don't care a hoot about it. Does, don't <laughs> we don't care. We don't care about the doctor's wife or whatever. But the pastor's right. wife right. somehow. And so my husband at w- one point said, "Hey, if they're gonna watch you and." look at everything that you're doing and wearing. Why not take advantage of it and have a voice? That's so good. Yeah. He goes, why not bring God into it right. and just give glory to God and and, uh, and modeling what, you know, a woman can be and do. Um, and back then? And loving Jesus, you know, so. What was the culture of the church? Because <laughs> I know when you were 32,
0: it. It isn't like it <laughs> is now. Women ago, yeah. really weren't allowed to be who they are now. No. There was a lot of like control yeah. over the pulpit, control mm-hmm. over the teaching, yeah. the mentoring, the pastoring, and, I, and I, that's what that's I love right. about you because you've you've never let that hold you back. Yeah, and
1: it, you it, love women. It, it was really with f- fear and trembling mm-hmm. that I began to uh, uh, walk into this, mm-hmm. but it took. It took a long time, not because my husband was holding me back, because my husband was actually encouraging me to. But I had some women that came alongside of me. And in fact, it was someone who was completely addicted to drugs. When we first took the church here, it was broken. It was yeah. broken. Yeah. There was about 175 to 200 people. And boy, um, but one of the, the women that I became really good friends with, had like a major sad. Um, she was addicted to drugs, but she was the most encouraging voice in my life. Wow. Um, she had knew the word mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. crazy, but was not able to get set free because she was, she was um, really hurt, molested and yeah. all that as There's a little some, girl. There's something
0: underneath that. Yeah.
1: Exactly. And so, but that woman encouraged me. And she says, Denise, listen, I'm part of a church here and I want to hear from you. I don't want to just hear from pastor. Yeah. I want to hear He's from He's a man. You. I want to hear from a woman. You're a woman, That's yeah. Hard. And she goes, they want to hear from you. So she really encouraged me to get over my fear of isn't that funny speaking because I didn't go to Bible college and didn't do any of that. God uses as Zacchaeus. Yeah, right. He, he but, actually used my life right? because when he told me in the middle of the night, Psalm fifteen one. Um, that you know a gentle answer will turn away wrath mm-hmm. but a harsh word stirs up anger right. and he goes you get, you've got to stop stirring up anger in your home because I want to do some awesome things in you and through you not in only in the church but in the city and in families and all that and I go oh. and he said I want you to share that with the church okay, like on a Mother's Day you know hold that thought yes we're going to be right back I cannot wait
0: to hear the rest of Denise's story and what happened next yes. Many of you might not know about sex trafficking, and I want to tell you something. It's in your own backyard. It's in every country, every county, every state, international. And I wrote a book about my own story of being sex trafficked in Minneapolis, Hawaii and Las Vegas called Fallen Out of the Sex Industry and Into the Arms of the Savior. You can go to our website at hookersforjesus.net. Let me tell you something about this. This is a page turner. Once you start reading it, you will not be able to take it and put it down because I've been told this by many people They actually were late for work. And one person told me they were up all night reading it. We also have it in audio version on Amazon. You can also order this from our website as well. This is in my voice. And just to note, we also have it in Spanish for if you have a person in your life that doesn't really speak good English. This was written completely in Spanish. And I just want to thank you so much for your support. When you purchase this, you are helping educate yourself and being a part of the solution to stop sex trafficking as we know it. Thank you. Welcome back to Annie's Pink Chair. And we have here today Denise Goulet and we're talking about establishing a church in Sin City. Uh, and yes, she did it. And she refused to be boxed. And I love this woman because you're not the normal pastor. You're mm-hmm. not the normal leader. In fact, you act also beyond ICLV International Church of Las Vegas, which it is international because your husband got asked to teach in the Philippines. And then you guys have been to Paris and, and, uh, All over. Geneva and yes. everywhere teaching uh, as pastor, as a pastoral team. Yeah. And I was, I was with you on one of those trips and it was, in, it was, Flipping amazing yes. to Paris and to uh, Switzerland to do outreach and to teach other churches how to move in the prophetic. Mm mm-hmm. Uh, and how to to build up strong leaders and also yeah. allow that woman uh, the leadership that, that God has called her to, to be in the church yes. besides her husband, mm-hmm. right? Yes. So you, you, you guys came to Las Vegas and you established ICLV, and this woman was encouraging you, a woman that was addicted to drugs, the one, mm-hmm. one that had some sexual abuse behind her, yes. her genome of her history, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is very, very common with sex trafficking, obviously. Mm-hmm. It starts with usually any schizophrenic. Uh, You know mental disorder or anything that is addictive or anxiety driven bipolar Mm -hmm. but just all kinds of different subsets of Mm -hmm. trauma are that's Mm -hmm. what happens from sexual abuse. Yeah,
1: you know I when we first moved there moved here in in Vegas. She was my really my first friend Mm -hmm. and um, an incredible teacher of the word Um, but she's the one who saw in me what I couldn't see? That's what the prophetic is. Wow. The prophetic is to put let, let's and, it, it, that. Let's pretend that these Obviously, you lenses, don't need to be completely healed to have prophetic no, insight from God, right? Yeah, no, absolutely not. Because the Lord is close to the brokenhearted. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The Bible says that. Right. So how how can you be close to the brokenhearted and they don't have any revelation from Him uh, just because they're imperfect? That right. doesn't make sense because they're broken. But the prophetic is really to let's pretend these glasses are pink mm-hmm. i had some pink glasses i know that you do but it's to put like the the it's like the pink lenses the right. pink the lenses of of jesus on mm-hmm. like you see like jesus sees right. you begin to hear like he hears but you see in the other person uh, what the Lord sees. Right. And you pull that it's out. It's like extra. That's what the prophetic
0: is. Right. It's yeah. like it's like seeing something that hasn't maybe happened yet or that exactly. or that could happen yeah. that there's a potential
1: for. Yeah, and there's even the potential. You mm-hmm. even see the potential. Right. Of, of you know who you are mm-hmm. so um, a lot of people get afraid and, of the prophetic genius, yeah. don't they yeah because they, they, get they don't understand they think it's spooky
0: it's weird no. it's you know it's Pentecostal yeah. it's you know it's a taboo don't talk about yeah. the prophetic in the church no. you know yeah. prophets have to be perfect yeah. let's break that down no. let's, let's break, break down that, down. that lie mm-hmm. that's fake news by the yeah. way fake news yes. prophets have to be have a perfect word every time fake yeah. news fake no. news no, no. let's break that down exactly. let's I want break you to talk about it
1: come on let's talk about it the prophetic is really what it is is to actually bring to someone what uh, in words, mm-hmm. you know? So the prophetic ministry—it's the word—is the actual gift mm-hmm. that is given to us. The prophet in the offices is the the person is actually the gift to the church. Right. But now, when you you bring a word, and it has to be—it cannot be like I see that you you know what you uh, what you did, you know that is right. sin and sinner. all that. That's not what the prophetic is. <laughs> I no. saw you with that like girl. Like I saw you said, with that guy. <laughs> we put the developed lenses of love mm-hmm. that Jesus mm-hmm. has. Has, you know mm-hmm. and we begin to see the potential we begin to see the plans that God has for this person and even how God feels about someone and what he um, what he uh, what he the plans that he has for this for this uh, person so it's actually really powerful it's actually really really good um, it's what it, it, it Jesus people, did with the girl the women in, in, in adultery right he could have totally yeah zeroed in on you know her adultery which is by the way interesting because you commit adultery with someone else mm-hmm. usually and that person wasn't right. there that person wasn't there because it was fake news mm-hmm. they tried to cover the truth of
0: what really happened exactly you know and so Jesus saw so the that's good what the
1: prophetic mm-hmm. is um it's to call out the the person that that the lord sees right And the gifts and who you are, Mm -hmm. and to just expose that to even the person. Sometimes we don't know who we are until, you know.
0: And and wouldn't you say also that you could even say someone that does reading palms and someone that does astrology Mm -hmm. or they do, Mm -hmm. um, I wouldn't say seances because that's necromancy, but someone that does psychic readings, because I've got this gift to see things. I see Mm-hmm. Visions and I, I hear scriptures and I see mm-hmm. things on people and, and it yeah. usually comes true. And yeah. what I see, they're like, "Well, how did you know that?" I'm like, "Well, God showed me." Yeah, that's a prophetic gift. That's the seer gift, exactly. right? Exactly. So, what? How would you say that? Like, let what if someone does have a psychic gift and they're, they they yeah. just don't know God? Would yeah. you would you think that that maybe was a gift that God gave them, yeah. and that they're just yeah. using it for a purpose that they
1: just don't understand? That's right. Well, prophecy is is about. Uh, bringing revelation mm-hmm. revealed by the Holy Spirit uh, to you that that will you know speak into other uh, you know someone else's life or in your own life. There's to to um, to predict mm-hmm. so you can the, the prophecy will bring like what's in the future or or foretell uh, foretell right. which is to cause the future so you can you can actually prophesy uh, as your words they, they can actually create, right. you know, the plan of God in, in, in one's life. Um, it's an activation. Exactly. If someone hears it and yes. they, their
0: heart says, I agree. Yeah. I felt that and heard that before that's somewhere. Right. I agree with that word. Mm-hmm. And now that prophecy comes into actual fruition. In fact, it turns into something that's
1: going to happen and yeah. it comes true. Exactly. So when you see people, psychics and reading mm-hmm. and all that, this is, it's, you know the false it's the counterfeit right. and why is it it's because it doesn't come from the right source the it's right source. another form of fake is, news right
0: yes it's not really it the comes, real news exactly. they might know something
1: but it's not the the true exactly. news exactly it's not what but, god sees but this is what's really interesting though because sometimes when people go to psychic they feel like they've it's had partial sure truth to it mm-hmm. um the gift is a gift When someone has the gift, without repentance, yep, exactly, it it it's going to function whether the source is the Holy Spirit, the Word of God, you know, Jesus, or the devil. Right. So the devil will use whatever he's heard to prophesy into Mm -hmm. one's life. Mm -hmm. So I want to give you an example. That's what happened to me, like uh, years ago. Um, I was praying hold that thought and I'm gonna hold that thought. yeah hold on a second
0: we're gonna be right back because this is you guys we had no idea we're gonna talk about this actually it just kind of came up we're gonna have to do two shows probably we'll be right back with Denise Goulet and prophecy Mary Magdalene and fake news There is something so incredibly special, near and dear to my heart. It's my whole purpose for living and doing what I do with my whole team at Hookers for Jesus. Yes. I said it. Hookers for Jesus is our nonprofit. We've been doing work, helping women get out of sex trafficking and helping them get resources. And with our destiny house, a home for women that have been trafficked, they can stay there from 12 months to up to two years and they come and get their full, healing get stabilized from the comp- complex trauma that they've been subjected to by all the severe sexual abuse and physical and mental and emotional torture they've been with with their traffickers. If you go to hookersforjesus.net you can Definitely partner with us. We really need your support. We need your prayers. We need donations. We need toilet paper. We need toilet trees for the ladies. We need clothing for the girls. But we also need to make sure that these ladies have a 24 7 staff to lovingly take care of them, give them comfort, and pray for them. And that costs money too. Would you please partner with us? Just go to hookersforjesus.net and click donate. You can give through PayPal or Secure Give. Thank you. Hey, everyone, welcome back to Annie's Pink Chair. We are in this really super heavy topic about prophecy, the prophetic, the giftings, fake news, Mary Magdalene, mm-hmm. which is coming soon. You were talking <laughs> about a lady and we're here with Denise Goulet, by the way. Sorry, you yes. guys.
1: We we're talking about this lady that she prophesied over you. Yeah. And what happened? Well, this is this is what happened. We do know that in First Corinthians, it says 14, 1, it says, pursue love, desire to Uh, the spiritual gifts, but especially to prophesy. Why? Because it encourages, it brings courage, edifies, comforts, and exhorts, right? So, but that was like in the earlier days when I was here and I was doing a women's um, Bible study Thursday morning and Thursday night. And that morning I was praying and the Lord said to me, I want you to bring out, there's a woman that's going to be there tonight at the Bible study who wants to commit suicide, And I I was dealing with fear and all that. So that's a word of knowledge. Like, you know, and then you have to risk with it. Oh, I love words of knowledge. Yeah. And so then I go at at night and I'm just like, "Um, there's somebody here, you know, and the women actually came forth. And we prayed for her and we actually intervene in her, you Mm -hmm, you know, committing suicide. Afterwards, this woman comes to me. I don't know her at all. She wants to pull me away from. Is it the same woman? No, oh, okay. and other women. I'm glad you, you verified that. <laughs> um, she comes to me and she kind of looks, my sense is mm, something's wrong. She's trying to control, so like a controlling I, spirit I, or something? Yeah, but I'm not sure yet. So, And I'm hesitant with my, you know, even in identifying or whatever. And so she wants to pull me aside. Number one, if, if when someone doesn't want you to uh, be surrounded with your friends and stuff and they want to tell you something, that's your number one. Yeah, there's but, something weird no, about that. Just let it be. But I didn't know that. Sounds like a trafficker. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, she comes on the side and she goes, I just want you to know. And she read my mail about how I was feeling in the morning and everything. And I'm like, yeah, she had <gasps> knowledge. All of a sudden. Right. But what? What told me that this was not from the right source? Right. Okay. It's like the Python girl. Right with Paul, this is a man, a man, a right. uh, high servant. Yeah, uh, you know, she high, knew, God. she knew God showed her, but, she was saying the or right thing. the enemy thing, showed her. But she, right. she had a demon. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. it was the same thing with her. So then I pulled away from her and I tell my friend Robin, I go, it's so weird. Uh, she told me the right thing. Like she told me the yeah, truth. It's not like she's lying, right? But I don't feel good about it. Yeah. And then we found out that she was a witch. She'd been sent that day. Whoa. Yeah. So you see with the gift of the, of the, mm. of the spiritual gifts, but mm-hmm, especially mm-hmm. to prophesy. Why? Because it edifies, it encourages. It's good. It's it's bringing out the goodness of God right, in right, your right, life. Right. So, but if you have this sense that you're feeling a discerning of spirit, right. that's one of the the spiritual. Like there's a red gifts. flag in your spirit. Yeah, you say,
0: I, "Oh, that's." And, and, and that's. It's so great that you say that because I had a, a couple people in my life when I first surrendered my life to fully after I got out of. Yeah. Trafficking, and I was I overdosed, and everything. And I had a I had a woman that was speaking into my life, and she Mm. was like very, very controlling. Yeah. Trying to control everything I did. Yeah. And when I asked her if I could bring women to the church from the Las Vegas trip that were crying out to God, they were trying to get away from their pimps. Mm -hmm. She told me, uh, "No, you can't do that." Wow. And I thought to myself, though, that's. That doesn't sound right. Like, why Mm -mm. would you say that to me? That's right. Because that person, number one, was in fear, and she wanted to just control me. Yeah. And even though maybe she said she was with God and everything, she just wanted me to be her little, like, her little subject or whatever. Mm. I mean, sometimes that's what... Unfortunately, people will take the gifts that God has given them mm-hmm. and they'll use it for manipulation exactly. to lord over someone and control them in fear. Mm-hmm it's just like yeah. a trafficker. That's right. Because they, they, they access that part of your heart that's yeah. broken still. That's right. Or that's just not as sharply discerning yeah. or full of wisdom yet. That's right. And they haven't had enough, enough experience in, in the moves mm-hmm. of the spirit. Mm-hmm. And so now, you know, they see that and they're like, hmm, they're naive. Yeah. They're, they're not very well yeah. versed mm-hmm. in, uh, you know, prophecy mm-hmm. and the gift. So let that's me right. see if I can. That's right. That's why. It Lord ha- over them because it makes yeah, them feel good. Right. Exactly. It makes them feel
1: good. That's why it says first mm-hmm. pursue love. Right. Then desire the spiritual gift. So if you're coming from a place of love. Right. Um, you will not come from a place of wanting to control anyone with the gifts of the spirit.
0: Yeah, and that and so. that's something that I think that when Satan got thrown from heaven, you mm-hmm. know, he wanted to control the whole heaven with his his gifts and his talents. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm the best, you know, I'm yeah. the most beautiful and the best guy, whatever. Yeah. I don't I'm just paraphrasing what yeah. the Bible talks about, but we all know God said, "Oh, t- bye. Yeah. You're out of here. Isaiah yeah. 6, you're thrown down. Yeah. Bye. That's you're right. you're done, dude. Yeah. You're you're
1: gone." Yeah. Well, and yeah, for example, your life, Annie. I said, it really come. It really comes from a place where we actually had you on a list of all the girls that were being trafficked in Vegas mm-hmm. because there was one that I, that you know, came started to come to our church and all that and was really really um, touched and we started to pray for all, all the pimps and all the girls that were right. trafficked and all that and your name was on it. I know, I remember. Let me tell mm-hmm. you. So that when we were praying, we were prophetically praying you know, for you. So that means we were bring we knew that God had a plan for your life. Right. And what was that plan? You yeah. know, so God just show and bring and it's almost like God's love just came. Yeah. You know, because it did
0: it surrounded me literally. Yes. Like and I, I don't I guess I don't understand how can God show up in the middle of a desert? Yeah. When you're so broken like that yeah. and you're looking for water and you're yeah. looking for substance, you're looking for a comfort and yeah. You know, concern and care and and just for someone just to know that you're there and that you're alive for a reason and to have the Holy Spirit meet you. And you guys need to know something that that is very possible. And I wanted to ask you, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: there's someone out there right now that you can talk to. What Mm -hmm. would you say to them Mm -hmm. if they're looking and Mm -hmm. they don't, they're like lost and they just Mm -hmm. don't know. Yeah. Where to turn, and they feel yeah. alone. They've been abused. Yeah. They're, they're they're addicted. Talk to that camera and, yeah. and talk to that person. What would God say? To yes.
1: Them? Hey, listen. I what I know of Jesus and what the Word says is that He came for those that are broken and lost. He did not come for those that are all put together. Mm-hmm. So I want you to know that Jesus is the closest to you if you're broken and you're completely lost and confused or even you've been given the wrong idea about Jesus because sometimes we we hear things and there's a lot of people that don't love Jesus. But I want you to know something. Jesus loves you. He went to the cross willingly so that you don't have to um, live with with. Condemnation, live with sin, live with, you know, eternal damnation is a big word. But bottom line, he died so that we don't have to die, so that we can have this life and life abundantly. And so I want you to know that all you have to do, if that's you, all you have to do is say, Jesus, help me. Just like the Canaanite woman, she actually said, uh, she had a a daughter that was actually uh, totally demonized. And she she said, Jesus, help me. And right there, the Lord, at her word, at her cry, at her Right there, He set her free, and I just, mm-hmm. I just pray right now that you will say yes to the invitation yes. of Jesus yes. to just, just run into His arms right yes. now. If you are, uh, if you don't know Him yet, or you know about Him, but you really want to be intimate with Him, all you have to do is say, "Lord Jesus, come, come right now into come, my Lord life, Jesus. right now. Yes. Come and transform my life. Yes. Come and, I want to be born again, like like as yes. as if it was your first time being born into joy, into. Total, total forgiveness, uh, because sometimes we do have a, a remorse and we feel bad about the things that we part, we, we took part of, or the the yeses that were not good in our lives. Now we say yes to you, Lord. Thank you for forgiving yes. us, Lord. Yes, Just Lord. tell Him how much you love Him and for dying on a cross in my place, and I. Right now, I I pray that you surrender your life completely and that the Lord will do a miracle of total surrender and total forgiveness and that you will feel the love of God just abound in your heart. And his grace that will help you to really to uh, rebuild your life with him and get in the in the passenger seat instead of the driver's seat of the car of your life. Yes, I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Thank you so much, Denise. Okay. Yes. We're gonna be back next week with part two. We are so thankful you're with us today at Annie's Pink Chair. We'll see you soon, you guys.